how I like to make espresso drinks at home without an espresso machine, without an espresso machine. So back in 2020, I, well, I've always enjoyed, since my late teens, I've enjoyed espresso drinks. So like sweetened lattes from like Starbucks or whatnot. And then I never really, I never made them at home. It was like a special occasion thing. I would be on a road trip or like a for work, like maybe one morning, every once in a while I'd stop at Starbucks or Dunkin' and get a latte. And then in 2020, I was like, I don't, I didn't like spending that much money on them. So I decided, how can I make them at home? So I started getting instant espresso from the store. And then I would just make it according to the instructions. And then I would, I didn't have a milk frother either. So I would just like heat up milk and like try to froth it or get some foam on it with a whisk or something and so that is how I ran my show for for a couple years. I eventually for Christmas was gifted a immersion blender that had a milk frother attachment to it so that really stepped up my milk frothing game but then during 2020 and a lot of 2021 I was working from home and when we got back to the office my boss it's a big coffee. He's big into coffee. And he found out that I was making coffee drinks with instant espresso. And he was like, he's like, I can't, I can't be having my employee drinking subpar coffee. So I don't, I think it was Christmas 21. This, I got this delivery and I was like, I haven't ordered anything. So I go get it. And he had sent me an AeroPress and I was like, oh, cool. I can make Blah, blah, blah. So let me go get the instructions. So with the AeroPress, he had sent me some pre-ground espresso. And he was like, you can, it's not exactly espresso, but you can make, that's <laughs> better than instant espresso. So I'm like, okay. I've been told you don't need to use an espresso roast coffee bean to make espresso, but I've accidentally used like just a, regular coffee bean to make an espresso drink and I I can tell the difference um, and so for me I have I started out thinking like I would get the Starbucks espresso roast coffee bean which you can pick up at their store you can order it online and then I tried another local coffee shops espresso roast bean and then I tried one from the grocery store and I liked it a lot better. I'm like, wow, this is so much better. And I was, over the years I realized that contrary to my belief that espresso roast coffee beans or coffee grounds were all a dark roast, which is not true. You can get a medium roast coffee bean. And so the first one that I found that I just was over the moon for was Intelligentsia's classic black cat espresso and I buy whole bean whole bean is you're just gonna get a fresher coffee flavor but you can you can purchase pre-ground coffee grounds and then I found one that I liked even better than the Intelligentsia black cat and it is the Collectivo Toro espresso so this is brewed brewed roasted in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and it's just 
has this natural sweetness to it and I don't know all that much about coffee. I just know I like it a lot. So I'll leave this link down below if you're interested. But like I said, as you try new ones, you're gonna find ones that you like. Everyone's taste is gonna be different. Everyone's budget is also going to be different. But like I said, I don't, I don't want another kitchen gadget on my counters and nice espresso machines can be expensive and you can buy inexpensive ones, but I just, eh. My AeroPress makes, I can make yummy drinks with my AeroPress for a lot cheaper than buying one at the cafe. And the AeroPress is a lot cheaper than buying an espresso machine. If you are going to go, like if you're like, I want to use whole beans, you're going to need a coffee grinder. So the coffee grinder I have is the Cuisinart Burr Grinder. It has like 10 grind settings. And for using the AeroPress, you want a fine grind. So like an espresso grind. And it's not just for the AeroPress, it's partially, if you get an espresso or espresso drink at a coffee shop, they use a fine grind for it. So you have, multiple options. You can get an electric grinder or you can get a hand grinder. Now a burr grinder is a recommendation for grinding coffee beans just because non-burr grinders kind of do more of a smushing, crushing action to your coffee beans, whereas a burr grinder actually just like chops it up real small. So I was gifted, not from Cuisinart, someone <laughs> gifted me the, my Cuisinart burr grinder and it is very loud like I'm very grateful that I have it but it is so loud um, you can buy hand grinders which I think are really awesome um, you can get really cheap hand grinders or you can get I mean the really nice ones are really expensive I'll leave some options linked down for you guys uh, for coffee grinders so let me show you the AeroPress mine came with this little go bag for easy travel. So this is the basket. We'll, I'll go over how it works in a second. Then it comes with a funnel, a scoop for the coffee, a stirrer, and then the two components of the AeroPress. The last piece was this little filter stand so this just this sits in my cupboard and these are refills and these are just filters that go into your AeroPress basket with the AeroPress you can make you can make hot and cold drinks so you can make a hot regular cup of coffee you can do what I do and just use espresso beans and make my shot of espresso. You can do cold brew with the AeroPress and it gives you instructions on how to do that. Espresso style, American style, latte, cold brew. So this episode is about how to make espresso at home, but you can do other things with the AeroPress. So how you're supposed to use an AeroPress isn't exactly how I use an AeroPress and that's because the way you're supposed to use it, you have the basket with the holes, you place a filter in there. My, I just used mine this morning, so it's a little, little damp in there, but that's fine. 
And then you screw the basket onto the bottom. It's a short turn and it locks into place. So then you're supposed to place this on top of your coffee mug and then you take your scoop, you take one scoop of grounds for each cup of coffee you're making and then you pour water up to the line. So if you're doing one cup of coffee, you put hot water up to the one, two cups with two scoops of grounds, you go to the two, three, four. But what I found happens with that is as soon as you pour the water in, it starts to drip out of the bottom. And I was like, my coffee is not getting strong enough. So I saw someone on Instagram who did theirs upside down. So how they do that, you take the body of your AeroPress, you take the plunger, put it in the top, and then just make sure you've given yourself enough room for your grounds and your water. So usually I'm doing one to two scoops. So for two scoops, I'd give myself a little more room. And then I'll take my coffee scoop and I will put my one or two scoops into the body. Then I will take, I use a quarter cup of water per scoop. So if I do one scoop of grounds, I do one quarter cup of hot water. The instructions say to use that stirrer to, you pour your water in and you stir the coffee and the water together. I don't do that. I just make sure I pour my water in and I might swirl it around to make sure all the grounds are wet. And then I just, I don't bother it at all. And then usually at this point I'm making a hot latte. So I will, how it works for me is it takes a minute 25 for me to heat up my milk and then I end up frothing it. So about two minutes, my coffee grounds sit in here, which may be longer than some people may want. And then once I'm ready to press my coffee into my coffee mug, I will take my basket with its filter and I will screw it on top. And then I have my mug and I'll flip the AeroPress on top of the mug and I'll pull up on the plunger a little bit. And that just creates a vacuum so that your coffee doesn't come dripping up before you're ready to press it. Now, what makes espresso espresso is highly dependent on the pressure used to pull the shot of espresso. The AeroPress doesn't create the amount of pressure that your espresso machine at a coffee shop uses, but it creates more pressure than if you were to just brew coffee using espresso roasted beans or if you were to just do a pour over. So it's not technically an authentic espresso. You're not technically pulling an espresso shot, but it is pretty close. It's probably the closest thing you're gonna get before going to an espresso machine. So on top of your coffee mug, you've pulled up on the plunger and then you just press firmly. But if you get too much resistance, give it a break and then go back to pressing it. So that is a really brief overview of how I use the AeroPress to make my espresso. The nice thing about the AeroPress is how easy it is to clean. So you've pressed your coffee, your espresso shot, and my hand is the coffee mug. You're going to take it off and flip it upside down. So you want to clean your AeroPress. What do you do? So what, you're, what, what I do is I unscrew the basket and it will lift off. Your filter will be stuck to the grounds. 
So your, your grounds and your filter will be left on top. And all you need to do is take it over your garbage can and I'm gonna take my filter off. Your grounds will be in here. I just flip it over my garbage can and I push my plunger the rest of the way down and it just pops the grounds out into the garbage. Sometimes there'll be some grounds left on the bottom of the plunger and I'll just take my finger and wipe those off. And then the instructions say you don't need to wash it every time you use it. I literally just rinse it off, make sure the coffee grounds are all off of it, and then I leave it to sit and dry. You can use your normal dish soap to just give it a quick, wa a quick wash every once in a while, but I don't, I do. Every once in a while, I'll take some soapy water and wash it, but there's nothing else touching this besides water and coffee grounds, so. I just rinse it most of the time. I don't put it in the dishwasher. And then I just let it dry and it's ready for me to use the next time. Easy as that. So after you've pulled your shot of espresso, what do you do? So this is what I do. For a latte to start, I have my one shot of espresso and I put that with three quarters of a cup of hot milk. For an iced latte, I do two shots of espresso and put that with three quarters of a cup of milk plus ice. And the reason for that is your espresso is going to be hot and it's gonna melt some of your ice. And so that is if you are going straight from making your shot, two shots of espresso right into your iced milk. You need that else you're gonna have a super watery iced latte. Now, I my taste has changed over the past three years and a latte, a hot latte with one shot of espresso plus three quarters of a cup of milk wasn't strong enough for me and I wasn't enjoying it. So what I'm at now is I like one shot of espresso plus a half cup of milk. And then it's strong enough for me. And for a hot latte, either with three quarters of a cup of milk or a half cup of milk, I will put in one teaspoon of sweetener, so honey or maple syrup. For an iced latte with two shots of espresso and three quarters of a cup of milk, I will do two teaspoons of sweetener in the iced latte because you have two shots of espresso in your iced latte. And I don't literally use a teaspoon measuring spoon, I use the teaspoon of my silverware. So not a big soup spoon, but a teaspoon. For my hot latte, I would do one spoon. For my iced latte, I would do two spoons. Now with the hot latte that I do now, which is closer to a flat white, and a flat white is has less milk than a latte and less foam. It's not really foam. Less froth than a latte does, so a flat white is just stronger. So that's what I consider my less milky latte now is closer to a flat white, even though I do froth my milk a little bit. I will put two thirds of my physical teaspoon of, usually, right now I'm using honey, of honey or plain sugar into that, or else it's too sweet. If you're someone who really enjoys coffee shop lattes, there are syrups that you can buy. So. Tarani is one that you can easily find in many grocery stores. They typically have caramel and vanilla and maybe a few others. But one common syrup 
brand that is used in a lot of coffee shops is Monin. And if you do prefer like Starbucks, their syrups, you can buy Starbucks coffee syrups. And oftentimes coffee shops will let you purchase a bottle of syrup right from them. It's It may not be like on display, but ask them and they may be able to sell it to you. So those are just two options. Again, if you're making an Americano, that's gonna work differently. And I'm not gonna give you advice on making your Americano just because I've never done it, so I don't wanna pretend that I know what I'm telling you to do. There are tons of YouTube videos out there and tons of recipes just on like blogs or the internet. Just Google it or YouTube it, like how to make espresso drinks at home using an AeroPress and you're gonna find information out there. So this episode isn't the end all be all of making espresso drinks at home, but hopefully you will find it useful. So why, why do I do that? Well, because I have found one, it's cheaper to make espresso drinks at home versus going to a coffee shop. I still love going to a coffee shop and getting one of their espresso drinks. However, what I've noticed at, as my tastes have changed and I've come to enjoy some of the authenticity of coffee alone, that if I order a sweetened latte at Starbucks at Dunkin', they're too sweet. They like put too much syrup in them and then they're too weak, like they're too milky and I can't, I can hardly taste the espresso. So if I do go out, I get an extra shot of espresso on top of what they're already going to put in the drink. And I'll ask for oftentimes like one less pump of syrup than they normally would. I will leave the link to the AeroPress down below. It already comes with everything you need. It comes with a pack of filters. Um, they do, I use unbleached filters. Um, I found the unbleached ones on Amazon. The bleached ones are just white. Um, some people like that and they are, they tend to be cheaper, but I think with your AeroPress you get like 150 or 200 or maybe it's just 100, but it lasts you a long time. So even if you were making two, two drinks every day, that's 50 days, a month and a half that it's gonna last you. In recap, making espresso drinks at home for cheaper. Use an AeroPress, find a coffee, experiment, find a coffee bean that you really enjoy. Um, mix up your sweeteners, maple syrup, honey, purchase syrups. And it's just, AeroPress takes up less room. It's like I said, it's not exactly an espresso because you don't have that pressure to create the crema on top, which is a different story. Um, get a little handheld milk frother. You can use whatever milk you want, and it's just so much cheaper, takes up less room, less noisy, and saves you time. So, not the ideal way to make espresso drinks at home, but a cost-efficient way to make espresso drinks at home. And I'm perfectly happy with it. And other people may be a little more particular about their coffee, and so maybe this isn't for them. But if you found this episode helpful, if you know someone who loves coffee drinks, espresso drinks, but they don't love the price tag of going out and getting them, and they don't wanna purchase an espresso machine for home, share this episode with them. And if, you, if there's anything I missed, you have suggestions, leave them down below in the comments if you're listening on YouTube. 
And be sure to subscribe for more content. Follow if you're listening on podcasts. Leave a rating and review if you're so inclined. And if you missed last week's episode, go ahead, click here on screen, or I will leave it linked down below in the show notes for you guys, and I will see you guys there. But don't forget that Jesus loves you, and he wants a relationship with you.